Um, you, you spoke briefly just about um, the Occupy Wall Street. Um, could you talk a little more about your about Sure. The Occupy Wall Street. You know, I did what writers do. You sit at home and you sign letters of support, <laughs> which I've done with and other people. And mostly what you do is look to see, make sure there's people more famous than you on the letter. <laughs> so it makes you look good. And then you, you think about it and so forth and so on. And you have a cynics commentator's view that, you know, this will all die out. And then sooner or later, your, your conscience is goaded and you walk down and you join the Occupy Boston, where I live demonstrations and you do something about it but in terms of a projection of how this will all come out who knows you know you have to be hopeful and take part in these things and i certainly endorse it and will do more than just sign a letter etc etc but that said again having been around the block a couple times sometimes things go off on weird tangents sometimes unexpected good things happen but i have no clue where this will go all i know is that i think the cause is just and not from a religious point of view, just one from social cohesion. Forget right and wrong. Just on the basis of absolute self-interest. I don't want to live in a culture where 1% of the population has more than the 99% below them just because I'd like to finish a natural course of life. And I've studied enough revolutions in history and social chaos to understand that you are not in a safe society when people are being completely screwed by the system they're living in. So forget the morals of this for a minute. Just talk self-preservation. <laughs> if the Koch brothers and Exxon and, and the people in the corner offices at Goldman Sachs continue to be able to do what they've cleverly done, which is to allow the Republican Party to manipulate the underclass to vote against its own interests when it comes to the white underclass who have been talked into voting on the moral issues, so they vote on abortion or gay rights. And then, of course, the people in power are kept in power, but all they do is make sure government has no power left to regulate industry and commerce and banking. It's a horrible symbiotic relationship, and it's gone on and on and on and on for the last 40 years. Because the Republican Party, believe it or not, wasn't always about this. Eisenhower was for unions. While he was president, the disparity between an executive and somebody on the payroll was about 10 times more. Okay, these days the disparity between the, peop the CEOs of the big corporations and the financial institutions is about a thousand times more than people lower on the food chain. That's insane. So it isn't even a question of Republican conservatism versus the Democratic ideal. These days these folks aren't conservatives. They're basically kind of an Ayn Rand fascist slash reconstructionist evangelical derivative of, of selfishness that has gone off into the ozone layer that people like Eisenhower would have been shocked by. In other words, it isn't, it's way past left-right now. It's into oligarchy and tyranny. So it isn't even ordinary politics. And I'll just give you a little thumbnail a second here. And, and here's how I read the background of this. I can't tell you about the future of it, but I think I have a handle a little bit on the background of it. Here's what happened. The, the background goes something like this. It's hard to get people to vote against their own economic interests unless you give them an overriding religious reason to, or moral concern. So if you can keep candidate X in power by getting Mr. and Mrs. No Name, whoever they live, to vote for him based on the fact that he's against abortion, not that he does anything about it, but he's against abortion, against gay rights and so forth, then he's free to do whatever his real agenda is, which in his case is to cozy up to people at Merrill Lynch, et cetera, et cetera, and run things into the ground according to taking care of their benefactors. But another step has been added. That's not such an original thought, and this one isn't either, but it's a little more original, and that is this. 
you have to understand the whole program of the religious right since dad and I were in it is to delegitimize the US government as the agent of evil in the sense that it allows abortion it recognizes gay marriage whatever it may be fill in the blank it takes prayer out of schools if you can really get people to believe that their government in a democracy where you voted for this government however cynical you are about corporate manipulation we voted for it if you believe they are the agents of satan that when this government then comes along to say regulate Merrill Lynch it's the agents of Satan regulating Merrill Lynch, and of course we're against that. It's the agents of Satan taking away your gun rights. So you don't want the agents of Satan meddling with you because they're evil. And now you have a double whammy because you have people voting against their own self-interest economically because they believe in higher things like standing for life, abortion, blah, blah, whatever they're telling themselves. But in their minds now, anything the government does, including telling you global warming is ra- r- real is wrong. And so now you are complete putty in the hands of the corporate elite because you're voting for candidates that keep them in power. They cannot be regulated because mom and pop now believe that the regulator is de facto Satan because this regulator allows abortion, wants to take away your guns, whatever it is. And so when it comes to the real business, the only business in town, which is things like the Supreme Court doing a ruling saying that corporations are now people and can give unlimited funds. Nobody does anything and can do anything. Or when it comes to Wall Street running the economy into the ground, no one's prosecuted, no more regulation, and they all can waltz home with a $25 million bonus this Christmas, and they're making out like bandits, and nothing can be done. Why? Because the only people left to do anything are the evil government. We're all against them, aren't we? As Ronald Reagan said, government is the problem, not the solution. Okay, so I think the big untold story, at least when it comes to mainstream media, is that the actual delegitimization of government per se from the right has, as it were, castrated the government and given it an inability to function with popular support in terms of rising up against this oligarchy. And I think that's a big element here, and I can't. Pers- I, I, and all the more reason why I hope and pray, literally pray, that Occupy Wall Street succeeds and spreads like wildfire, and something shakes out. Who knows what? But it's a very worthwhile thing, and I hope it keeps going until something shakes loose. And maybe that's what jogs people into thinking: "Gee, you know, I mean, whether I agree with everything government does, the idea of institutionalizing, delegitimizing any." regulatory ability of government is a disaster. Look what the result is. So, you know, whether it's moral suasion, as in how do you look in a mirror when you make a $25 million bonus and you have secretaries who who can't pay the rent on a studio apartment, or whether it is the suasion of just the furious masses shaking it loose, or a rethinking of this demonization of government per se, something's got to happen. But unfortunately, again, the religious right had a lot to do with this because they were the agents of demonizing the government. And, it's, and uh, you know, the government allows teaching of evolution in public schools, blah, blah, blah. You know the whole story. <laughs>